Today we're gonna have a bit of a girly chat and talk about intersectionality. The worst things about being a girl. What I don't want to talk about is because this topic is so sensitive for everybody. She could not make a public address. Why? Because she's a woman. I just have some things I really need to address. I'm gonna keep saying loud and clearly that I am a feminist. I am a devout feminist. I don't hate men. I love men. Young girls and women around the world. They don't have power over your life unless you give them that power. I think it's time for women to actually have a voice. Hi, this is Girl Talk. Welcome Hi. back for a new episode. Hi. And we have a really uh, exciting episode ahead of us. Uh, and we have a very special guest who is actually not in this room. We're using uh, our mobile connection. This is a great, cha- <laughs> this is a great change for us. We yeah. always have a very crowded studio. Yeah, so. new technology. Yeah, technological <laughs> evolution of uh, girl talk. I mean, if you could see us now, we're literally holding a phone next to a microphone. <laughs> yeah, very advanced. <laughs> so, uh, Georgia, if you want to give some context on this guest. Okay, so after we kind of had our first episode... <laughs> about um, feminism, what it means to be a feminist. Josh, who I know from high school, kind of reached out to me and asked if there was, like, any room for debate. And we were very interested in having, like, that kind of conversation because, of course, like, it's it's not just a one-way thing. Like, we, we'd like to hear a lot of different opinions. Yeah. So we have Josh here today to talk Hello. to us. Here he is. <laughs> okay. Say hi. Yeah, say hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so eloquent. Okay, so I guess let's start with uh, kind of why you reached out to us and, uh, yeah, just like your main perspective on feminism and, well, actually, let's start with whether you identify as a feminist. Yeah, um, so I've known George for a while. I saw that you guys are putting out a podcast um, and it being feminism, it's a very polarizing topic. Um and when listening, I did disagree with a lot of what was said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd mainly just like to give perhaps a different perspective, um, explain why I don't identify as a feminist, my opinions on some of the stuff that was mentioned. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds really interesting. And it kind of like brings us all the way back to <laughs> a few months ago when this yeah. all started. So, yeah, I think like for... I don't know if, like, for you girls, but, like, for me, it's also, like, as we discuss these various things and as I kind of, you know, do more research, like, obviously, my opinions kind of, they don't change, but they they definitely, yeah, they take, like, you know, a new perspective. So I think it's going to be really interesting to go back and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe we're going to agree with Josh about certain things that we yeah and essentially disagree with ourselves yeah, maybe I've not always, i've we'll always see. found it interesting i always wanted to discuss like certain teams with people that don't recognize themselves as feminists because i've always done like i've always i've always did like i always see, seen myself as a feminist and i don't know like what brings people not to believe in that and i met like girls who don't recognize themselves as feminist and i've never actually questioned why mm-hmm. to me it's just like something that like oh i would never do that but I mean, it's a good challenge. It's a good way to understand better even my beliefs. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> virtually, at least. <laughs> okay. So why are you not a feminist? Um, so let's start off with the reason I don't identify as a feminist is that a lot of the... Well, it's kind of twofold. Um, on the one hand, 
there's a lot of feminist talking points that at least I perceive to be the mainstream points. Obviously, we can discuss whether these are things that are shared by you guys or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I disagree with a lot of the main talking points that come up. And also, um, I do struggle separating feminism from egalitarianism. Okay. I feel like if you want to push for equal rights, you, you have to consider both sides because otherwise you won't know when it's equal, right? Mm-hmm. By both so, sides, do you mean, like, male and female? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So okay. you're, not, you're not considering, like, intersectional, like, feminism in this case? Uh, no, no. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to stick to just... Again, it, it's kind of difficult to say. Just yeah. stick to feminism. A more um, binary point of view. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. So, like, f- like feminism as it originally, I guess, started out as... Um... Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. So, for example, then, um, why would you guys describe yourselves as feminists? Is that a question <laughs> for us? Like, that we have yeah. to answer right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, do, do you all share the same kind of opinion? Or is it varied at all? I think we kind of do. I mean, you guys, I wasn't there, but you guys discussed it in the first episode, like the reason it brought you to be a feminist mm-hmm. and like how when you realized you were a feminist. And I think we had like very common stories. And I like the fact that we don't share, like we share most of like our beliefs on like, for example, our values for intersectional feminism, how like the, the rights of women are not just like the rights of cis women and especially like, uh, and it's not just about the rights of women. Yes, yeah, exactly. because I think for me personally, like what feminism is, especially at this point today, because I feel like we've evolved so much since like the feminist and the uh, women's rights movements began. I feel like it's no longer just a women's rights movement. Yeah, it's I a human really rights agree. movement. Yeah. But I think the reason why it's, you know, obviously it's kept its name as feminism, which obviously has, you know, female connotations rather than uh you know you wouldn't think that it would consider anyone else Mm. is because it's done like in opposition to the patriarchy Mm -hmm. so the patriarchy is the binary to feminism but it doesn't mean that feminism can only benefit women yeah definitely okay maybe see i i I disagree with a lot of the patriarchy stuff to begin with as well Mm-hmm. What 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 do you think the patriarchy is like? What what do you think people are talking about when they talk about the patriarchy? Uh, from my understanding, at least from other people I've spoken to, it's the idea that men uh, dominate power structure in society. Mm-hmm. 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 And you disagree with that? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Okay, tell us more. <laughs> okay, um, so for one, uh, I think meritocracy is an important thing. Um, I don't think that in power, people should be solely judged for their gender, their sex, a- any other trait, really, other than their suitability to the role. So, for one, I think it's, um, uh, I can't think of the word, I suppose a disservice to boil it down to purely those things. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I disagree that men uh, hold all the power in society. Uh, you know, otherwise we wouldn't have female heads of state like we have plenty at the minute. You know, um, there, there are plenty of other things where men don't hold all the cards, and I, I don't understand how you can see it that way. Well, I don't think anyone is necessarily saying that, especially right now, which, where like they ha- we are living in a completely different world to a world that 
was like a hundred years ago or so. And obviously there have been developments in terms of women being able to gain a lot more opportunities in terms of power. Yeah. But I... At the same time, it's not at the same level. Yeah, it's we definitely not at like the same level. Quality. And there is definitely the, not, not even like close to 50-50. Okay, so, so do you think field. Cool, it has to be 50-50? It doesn't have to be 50-50, but I feel like considering the amount of women that are on this planet, <laughs> which is actually more than men, I feel like it should at least be closer to 50-50 than it is now. At least it should aim to reach that. And I think the thing is you like raise up that it's like an issue of meritocracy, and it's, um, <laughs> I butchered that, um, but it's like, do you think the people who are in power at the moment are the right people to be in power. For one, who judges that? And also, do you, since there is, like, such kind of a bigger male presence, does that mean, like, less women are qualified to be in that kind of position? I mean, perhaps. You know, it, it's down to... Well, we have a democratic system at the end of the day, and, you know, the people as a whole make a choice on who they believe fit to... Um, fill these kind of public service roles, these, um, you know, for members of parliament, for prime minister, etc. That's the thing also, though. The people decide. Like, who are we to trust the people? Yeah, and also, yeah, like, we can't just eliminate the fact that, like, this ideology, you know, the reason it's still in power is because the people are, like, supported. Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily because, like, but that's just the society that they grew up in and that's the kind of opinions that they they grow into having unless they choose to challenge them. But it's usually, you know, like, the masses are the masses. And if we... Sorry, I, I think... I, oh, go on, sorry. I, I just didn't quite catch the end bit there. It cut out for a second. Oh, yeah, I was just saying uh, in terms of... Oh, my God, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah, because we, we were saying about, like, you know, d- democracy and uh, the people who have a choice, but it's like, are these people not influenced by the, like, the mainstream ideology that is in place right now, which is, like, quite patriarchal? I, I think if... I think the the US election the other year, I mean, not to, like, go too deep into it, but... I'm not saying Hillary's this wonderful woman and is, like, spotless and perfect, but she was, like, very qualified to be a presidential candidate. And yet Donald Trump, this kind of businessman, (laughs) was selected instead, which maybe reflects, like, um, political positions and, like, right-leaning and left-leaning things. But I think there's also, like, a wider issue. Like, she was a woman. I, yeah, I, I I think like maybe as far as like it it might have not it definitely wasn't the only reason mm. why she didn't win absolutely like one hundred percent but I don't think we can say that it wasn't a reason yeah but at the same time it was what Donald Trump used against her yeah like, and it's what the media gender. used against her. yeah, yeah. the old nasty woman thing like <laughs> we cannot forget about that. And at the same time, like we're talking about politics, but like also and in, in the work uh, in the workplaces, like so many women are so highly qualified. Like also, like 
they're all very highly educated. Like it, the numbers prove, uh, like statistics prove that so many more women go to uni and uh, achieve higher results. But at the same time, um, we've discussed this before, like the fact that like they don't apply to jobs because they don't feel like they they meet all the requirements while men just like apply and get the job anyway or like even just like boards where people choose like uh where like employers uh choose like their employees they're all made of men so they're like most of the time like women uh feel threatened by that and i really do see it like um it must be it must sound stupid but like the other day i had an interview for um uh, uh, for a pro for um for a fund that I was applying to, and I was in the waiting room and with other two guys, and I remember when they went into their interview, I could hear them laughing. I was like, "Oh, what's going on?" It's, it sounds like a nice board of like interview interviewers. Then I walked in; it was all old white men, and I felt so much pressure in that moment. It was like this; it was like seven old white men just looking at me, and. Like they didn't, they did not make any jokes with me. They were like very stern. They were like super serious, which I like. I like I could keep up with that. I was prepared for that. I was there for a serious interview, but obviously I felt like there was a disadvantage. Like why were they laughing and making jokes and being so natural with those two other guys that put like much less effort than me and me putting all this effort and I meet this resistance. So you see, like, women meet a certain resistance. Like, I was called, like, younger lady. And I was like, oh, you're so ambitious. And it was like, it was, it was like they were mocking me for my professionality while a boy could just go in there and laugh it, laugh and get what he wants. Like, don't you feel that this is some kind of problem? It still exists. Okay, so, so with that scenario, would you assume that those... Um men who went in before you weren't also feeling pressure for that interview i mean i guess they were but they were like everyone is feeling nervous and then when they will in, but like if the people in the board like interviewing them just like say oh relax don't worry and they make a joke they make you feel better of course you're not like you don't feel the pressure anymore but when they look at you like you're just weird <laughs> and you're like what you're demand you're like too demanding and it's just I mean. The thing is, when you're being a woman, and then you are being like, you have your aims, you have your goals, and then you go to try to do these things, and people will say and commenting, be commenting on you, saying that you're being too ambitious, mm -hmm. or something like that, you're trying too hard, like, and this is just like, like, why can't I be trying this hard, like, I am, I am being yeah. hard, yeah, I am working hard, and why can't I be ambitious yeah. why can't can i get what i want why yeah. i'm not i'm not saying i'm hating on the other like on the other boys like doing the same interview like they have no fault obviously and i don't think like the board like of people who was interviewing me consciously knew that like what they were doing for it was something like so unconscious so natural in their behavior the fact that they don't really have to engage like on a natural level on a sympathizing level with like young girls is just i don't know but I really, I really felt because I've never been in a situation like this before, and I and I realized how difficult it is for so many women in like high positions in like like jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I, I absolutely agree with the fact that nobody should be judged for these kind of positions based on uh, their gender. However it does feel like that you're making a lot of assumptions about the fact that these boys that go in as well 
they are um they're not feeling nervous they're treated better i don't know it, it just I, doesn't feel uh evenly applied i suppose i definitely don't think the nervousness is like the issue because yeah. I, <laughs> I would yeah, never assume yeah. that someone wasn't nervous for an yeah. interview that's like a very stressful situation I but, but it's sorry to interrupt you but it's also like the fact of like who's actually sitting there mm. yeah. is the okay. fact that the whole panel consists of as you said Bianca like seven yeah. older men yeah I mean that's I mean, just I ha- like uh, I have no problem with like older men yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> obviously, but obviously like if there's you know if the whole panel consists of that that that's also like that that just shows like problems at the top of the yeah. hierarchy structure yeah, I'd argue that that doesn't automatically pertain to issues with the hierarchy structure. Again, what if those men were the most qualified for those roles? I'm sure they were qualified, but I... I think, like, the problem is that sometimes we look, like, we go directly to the top and we say, like, oh, but these people who do have these powerful positions, which at the moment are mostly men... Not just men, but white men, white straight men. Let's, like, take it a step further. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, they might be qualified, for sure. They might, you know, have, you know, they're educated, most likely, and they have experience. So, yeah, there's no reason why they shouldn't be there. But I think we have to kind of come down and understand and not just say like but these people are the most qualified but see why they aren't why they're like it's not possible for the world to be over 60 (laughs) percent why made up of women and like less than 50 percent made up of men and yet for the men to all be like at the top of the hierarchy structure it means that something is wrong somewhere like down below a few levels that we're not giving the right opportunities to many more people that actually deserve it like people of color, people of different genders, people with different I mean, sexualities. I think we're making big steps towards that, but clearly this is because many people, thanks to the feminist movement, have acknowledged that there is a problem at the base. I think feminism is, like, after resolving the problems in the past, right now is very important to acknowledging the issues, to make them, make them visible other people still don't see them see I, I i think the fact that certain sectors are more dominated by men and certain sectors are more dominated by women speaks to more of the nature of the situation in that men and women do tend towards different things what sectors what do you mean by that Wait. so more nursing more people oriented roles are usually uh more filled by women and then more business oriented roles more science oriented roles are filled by men do you think so do you know who's the director you... of the CERN? Well, um, yeah, um, I, I was actually researching into my university the other day. It released uh, an equality and diversity uh, kind of proposal. And it was really interesting to see that they were pushing for uh, parity across all subjects as well as more women in postgraduate study, when there's actually already a majority of women in postgraduate study. And they were only focusing on subjects that were male-focused, pushing more women into, and not female-heavy uh, areas that we're looking to push men into. I mean, that I, I agree that that is a problem and that we should be giving also like men opportunities that because of stereotypes and stuff, they wouldn't necessarily have. So for example, mm-hmm. if a man doesn't want to be a doctor, but he wants to be a nurse, He's, but obviously yeah. it's looked down upon a man mm-hmm. to become a nurse rather than a doctor. 
then obviously, like, I believe that we should encourage that diversity as well. Like, it's not, as I said, it's not just about diversity in that, terms of women because, or gender. Yeah, that's because there's this encouragement and, like, believing in the stereotype. And believing in the stereotype is not only affecting badly women, but it's, it's badly affecting even men and their career perspectives and their desires. Yeah, this, I mean, it comes into how men and women are socialized, that kind of issue. Sorry, it cuts out there. I, I didn't quite hear what you said. Oh, I just, uh, it's how people are socialised, kind of, that makes them gravitate towards these different positions. Okay. So, so do you not think there's any biological component? I, no. I don't, not anymore. Why would, <laughs> why would we need that? Yeah. I, and, I'm, I'm not saying there needs to be it. Yeah, no, of this. course not, but I just... I think, like, obviously, like, biology, like, you know, we can't escape our bodies. But, like, when you say biology, like, I feel like the only way biology applies is, for example, if you're just biologically very skinny and don't want to gain muscle. But then again, like, that is changeable and you want to be, like, a builder who lifts heavy objects. (laughs) But then that can be a man or a woman. Like, I I know I have a lot of men who are very, like, skinny. I think even if there is, like, a component of, like, male and female biology that, like, separates them, like, I don't, I don't think it's that much that it would cause these, like, massive shifts between people who are in, like, the nursing sector and people who are in the business sector. Like, I don't, I don't think that's reasonable. Okay. So, take, uh, with my degree, for example, right, I study computer science. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking at my university statistics, it's about 12% female for my course. Now, obviously, that, that's a ridiculous extreme of, um, you know, there's no parity at all there. Um, from what I've observed, it's not down to women being discouraged from taking it, from being rejected at the door. There's just not the interest there. Yes, know, that's I, a social yes, issue as well. Yes, but that is a social issue. If I grow up in a house where my mom stays at home, uh, I, I'm not saying I did work that. I'm not saying that's my situation. But if, uh, like, a lot of people grow up with very, like, stereotypical gender norms yeah. mm-hmm. and gender roles around them and very stereotypical gender roles and examples being shown to them in advertisements, in the movies, in in uh, on, like, social media. And that Even all... In school textbooks. In school textbooks. And that all gives you a very certain assumption of what you can or can't do whatever gender you are of course you grow no interest in yeah so it's like if if you're interested in you know if you have a talent or like you're interested in computer science but there's not really a lot of women if you're a woman and there's not a lot of women in that industry or there's not a lot of examples of successful women in computer science and instead you're given the stereotype of uh this like smart uh man like <laughs> who steve jobs yeah is that him sure. yeah yeah and those are the kind of examples that you're given then obviously you wouldn't really be encouraged to enter that field because i mean at the end of the day nobody you don't really want to feel like you're out of place yeah okay so i, I agree that there of course socialization is a huge aspect of that however um for one thing, um, I've seen plenty of studies and uh, that, that indicate towards 
there is a biological element to the things we like. It's not just socialization. So, for example, they took um, infant boys and girls and they gave them different kinds of toys. And before socialization occurred, they're, they're still extremely young, uh, you know, just like a couple months old. And they're still tending towards different groups of toys. The boys tended towards more mechanical, more things to mess with. And the girls tended more towards um, toys that represented people. Um, and I, I don't think socialization comes into that. And then on the other hand as well, I think it's then a disservice to say, okay, so socialization plays a huge role in this. This is down to men. So, <laughs> wait, so at the same time, society okay, whatever you're saying right now, if that is real, like, okay, let's take that as for granted. So we have to keep our brains at the same level as infant and like never evolve our desires and prefer preferences. And I always have to like, if as a girl, I like dolls, I would never have to evolve but, and like evolve my preferences. But sorry, can I, can I just add something else? Like, so... Yeah. Uh, the the research that you're talking about where like this specific example which showed that uh like young girls are more kind of people oriented and men are more into things like mechanics right yeah yeah like fair enough but then when you get like into the real world and have a job aren't yeah. like isn't like it isn't is it not the combination of those two things that that is important like oh. Like, yeah. I, I don't feel like those two specific kind of sets of characteristics that boys are more, like, mechanic-oriented and like to do things with their hands and women are more, like, people-oriented. I, I don't feel like that means anything because you can use both of those skills to do the same job, just maybe approaching yeah. it in a different way. So I don't yeah. see why that should, like, be a reason to encourage one gender oh, to no, go into and, and, and i don't think there should be encouragement on one side or discouragement on another side or any of that i'm just saying that if there is a biological element to, element to this and it's not all down to socialization perhaps that also factors in to explaining why uh there tends to be more men in some sectors and more women in other sectors no, I, don't I i would i would disagree because there are more men in the majority of the sectors that actually are like powerful and I, I don't want to say important because obviously for example like a nurse's job is also important but things that I, I don't know how to explain it like you would think that the fashion industry is something <laughs> that would be female centered because fashion is like yeah. a feminine thing but actually all like the top yeah. CEOs of <laughs> like brands the, all, all, the top, directors. all the top fashion designers are all male okay what, what would you suggest that is down to then? that is down to opportunity an opportunity not on the level of getting the role of the CEO, but the opportunity of being able to climb those previous steps in order to even get to the level of pre-CEO, in order to be given that opportunity as well. Okay. You see, that, that's a really interesting one to me. Honestly, I don't know much about the fashion industry, but um, it, it is curious with that one uh, because it's obviously heavily stigmatized against men to be in stuff like the fashion industry. So, I mean, obviously I haven't seen it myself, so I can't confirm or deny, but I'd be surprised if men were given more opportunity in a sector like that, where it is heavily stigmatized. 
Are you stigmatized? I, I, don't, I don't think it's stigmatized within the sector. I think it's stigmatized outside of the sector where people are like, that's not a masculine interest to have. Like, I think that's also part of the issue. Yeah. And also, like, men who actually participate in this kind of activities and work in this field are celebrated as geniuses, as highly creative and highly skilled, while women who struggle to work in a completely different field, they're not just a, not celebrated in the same way. They're, like, their stigmatization on them is much stronger and much meaner. It's like... Yeah. I mean, but with that specific example, it is interesting because when you look at statistics in uh, a variety of areas across men and women, um, men tend to, um, they, they have a much broader spectrum. Uh, so there's less men in the middle, but there's more men at the very bottom end and the very top end. And with women, the average is much stronger. So they less occupy the very top, but also less the very bottom. Um, and they're more average. So with you saying more men are celebrated as geniuses, could that not be perhaps, and I, I really don't want this to come across as trying to sound superior or anything. I don't want it to be taken that way. But could more men being celebrated as geniuses be because there are more male geniuses? If you understand where I'm coming from? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, completely, oh my God, I completely disagree with that. You, you disagree with what part of that? That there are more male geniuses. Like, there are women who are just as smart as men, yes, yeah. just because and, they're and, not and, and, celebrated and as and geniuses. And they're not recognised and acknowledged. <laughs> like, if you think about it, so many women in history that were, like, <laughs> such cre- it's like creative intellectuals, and they never were, like, uh, quoted properly, they were never recognised properly, and we mostly for- we forgot of most, uh, most of them, their histories have been erased, and, and, like, is that not enough? Like, there has, like, for an entirety of history, there has been incredible women, but, of course, like, a patriarchal narrative wanted to erase them from history, and it is what is happening right now as well. So many women are shut down, and they're just, like, they're kept, they're, they're kept down. They're not, they're not encouraged. Like so many young girls that want, like, want to pursue their studies are not allowed to. So of course, like we celebrate more male geniuses. I'm not saying we shouldn't. Genius, creative geniuses should be celebrated all the time. Yes, but there shouldn't be this differentiation. Differentiation. There shouldn't be a prefer a preference for male. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I agree that there shouldn't be any preference. Then why? Then wh- why are you even stating the fact there are more ma- male? Like, it's not mathematically correct. It's just uh, from a, your perspective, from a perspective of, like, what you know. No, no, no. It, it, it is that mathematical. Like, it's based off the statistics. In uh, intelligence, for example, but also in the, the amount of money that people earn, in, in so many different areas of statistics, males are less focused in the average... And then there's more in the upper, but also the very lower end, whereas with women, it's more tended towards the average. I'm not saying that we should discourage um, uh, female genius. I don't think um, there should be any um, oppression in that way. Um, It's just that is there not a chance that the fact that there are more men celebrated today in that genius area in the top end of intelligence is because there are more men there? Yeah, there are more men there, but that doesn't mean that it's because women 
can't get there because they're not as good, it's because of this hierarchical structure, which, and once you get to, like, the higher you go, the harder it is to get in there. And then we also have to consider that there are other things, like other social things that also go into that. So, for example, women are a lot more likely to have to quit their jobs or to have to go out of work because of, like, the whole maternity leave. Okay. Because they like they don't have a choice because in a lot of countries things like paternity leave or shared parental leave is just not a thing. So at that okay. point, once you read, if you want to have a child, and uh, you exit the working field, it's yeah. really difficult to get back in there. Mm. And there's a lot of discrimination in that, and people like there's a lot of companies who just won't hire you back, and mm -hmm. it's so like there is that extra step that you have to. You know, you go up, you reach a certain average by, like, age maybe, you know, 30. Mm. Like, you're not at the bottom anymore. And then you have to go out because, like, you know, we also have a biological clock. And, you know, after 40, it's really difficult to have a baby. So if you want to have a child, you know, there's only a certain amount of time that you can do it in. Yeah. So, for example, you, you leave the workforce and then you go back into, like, this middle ground average. If you get back to that, if because many do. women cannot. And you have to recognize that men are not penalized in the same way. Because a man that has a child in any working field is not, like, I mean, he's not discouraged to uh, lose his job. He's not, like, I mean, he's, he's celebrated for having a child. He's, like, his co-workers congratulate him. Yeah. And that's it. Like, and while women are, like, <laughs> look, uh, look badly and they just, like, kind of forced to lose their job and to, to just quit. Or uh, forced to, like, not get a promotion because, <laughs> like, their employee knows that she's pregnant. Or, like, even Even though that doesn't, like, stop many women from actually doing a great job. Okay, so, for one, I completely, like, I am not happy with the way that it is treated with men in the workplace who are also fathers. I think that fathers are underappreciated and they need to be able to leave their jobs to go and care for their children. I think that's a very important thing. That's something mm -hmm. I'd push for personally. I um, agree. I that, that, that would let up on the um, opposite side with women being more expected to go home for their children and to care mm -hmm. entirely for the children. You know, I feel like that is a remnant of when it used to be the man went out to work and the woman stayed at home. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think if we're pushing for equality, yeah. you know, both parents should be celebrated and allowed to care for their children in the best way possible. Mm. Not just a right. celebration. I think it's at the same time a sharing of like parental responsibility. Yeah. You're both right. parents yeah, of the same child. It's not just like it's yeah. not just mine. Also, I carried yeah, I it for agree. nine months. I really did my part, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Bad joke. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, and I, I think a lot of issues that we're coming into nowadays are because so many children aren't having their fathers at home often enough and I, I do think you know the, the father plays an important role in raising a child also mm -hmm. absolutely but with um if someone is leaving the workforce for whatever reason if it does happen to be that they uh, are having a child do you not think that say they're not able uh, you know that they're not going to be able to work for the next um I, I'm not sure how many years maternity leave usually covers but if someone isn't able to work for those years, should that not factor into their like how their job is going? You know, if I had to leave for 
any reason. Um, perhaps uh, it, as long as it was something that fell outside, like injury or whatever, because there's things in place for that. But if you're leaving the workforce, surely that affects your job security. Uh, well, well, I mean, first of all, it depends like what industry you actually come from, because some industries give you, you know, we say like maternity leave and like back at home, that usually only means like maximum nine months, if even. Um, yeah. So, you know, after nine months, I'm sure that you can still get back like pretty fast. Like, not, not that you will like realistically, but like you can. You physically if, can. if you're given the opportunity, you can. The problem is yeah. that you're not given the opportunity. There's no support, opportunity. like, for example, in the nurseries, like, that can support, like, both parents. Like, of course, like, if you have nowhere to leave your child, how can you get back to work? Like, if yeah. there is no, like, accessible, free, or, like, like, uh, like, support for your parental, like, for your parental job, how can you do that? Like, yeah. if, if the entire government, if your job is not supporting you with that... Like with the ba- with the most basic stuff, like where do you leave your child when you go to work? Of course, your job will be affected, but this doesn't mean that your abilities and you're like both physical and mental are not at the same level. Of course, they are. It's just yeah, like I mean, it's very pragmatic. Like we're talking about like very pra- practical things that yeah. have to be resolved, and they're not entirely up to you because otherwise, like you have to resolve to private help and. Like that can be very uh, expensive, and not everyone can yeah. afford that. And of course, like you're going to privilege people, like from like very higher incomes with uh, upper classes, and like you're not you're not helping people from lower classes. And we're not talking just about women; we're talking about also men. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd argue it, it's a lot better to be able to be at home with your children. Um, Uh, as like a full-time job i i think it's a real shame that our work culture has gone to the point where it's entirely normalized to you know uh just leave your kids at a nursery for six seven hours of the day and uh you're off working and and the kids being raised the whole life in a nursery i think it needs to be enabled for parents to leave the workforce and come home for their children however leaving the workforce you know, it, it, it does affect business. I, I think that's something that should be taken into account with jobs. I mean, I don't see how, like, I mean, because work is like, I mean, if if you think a parent, like, is working five to nine, I think it's perfectly normal that, like, the child doesn't have to be, like, after a certain age, because it's not, we're not talking about leaving infants on their own, we're talking about, like, toddlers. And, I mean, it's something that it's normal because, like, they're going to get used to going to school after. So it's not, like, sad that they have to be far away from their parents, like, for, like, seven hours a day. It's not like they're, they're, their parents should be penalised or they should be, like, they're doing a bad thing and leaving their children alone. They're, like, thinking about their career, thinking about themselves as, like, realised people in the yeah. workforce. It's I mean, like, I, I agree that it's important for children to obviously have contact with their parents, even if it's, like, a few solid hours a day. Like, just a couple, like, because my mom is a teacher and she, uh, like, she she's a teacher with specifically very young children, like toddlers and just very young children. And she, uh, like, she obviously knows and studies a lot of things to do with child psychology and raising up, raising children. And, uh, like, from her, 
like what I understand, you have to, like those few hours, you don't need to spend the whole day with your child. Mm -hmm. It's actually good to encourage independence by child, again, worth saying, you know, toddlers and above. But um, just, you know, those few hours that you do spend with them, you know, don't just, you know, half spend it with them by like being on your phone half the time. You know, just like devoting like two or three solid hours a day is good enough. Yeah, it's enough of a presence. I think that because it all leads back to the idea of like, especially mothers who leave their children at home to go to work are like, I mean, they're bad moms. They're bad moms. They shouldn't be doing that. They should be spending time with their children. I mean, I get it. You have to spend time with your child, but it's not like you should give up your work. I I mean, my mother did not give up her job when I was born. And it's not like, I mean, I spent most of my childhood at home, uh, like with someone else taking care of me. Neither of my parents were at home because they were working, but I would see them like for lunch. I would see yeah. them for dinner. I would spend time with them. We would still have quality time. And I've always understood how important work was with my mom and for my dad. And I never questioned it. And I know how much work is important for a person, for their personal realization. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like bad values connected to work. I think if you give equal opportunities to parents to be able to succeed in their workplace and at the same time be a decent parent with the uh, with the right support, which is not happening in most places and in most yeah, societies. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, so I, I'm afraid actually we have to kind of wrap up. That's okay. How long have we been talking? Yeah. <laughs> we all got very invested. I like it. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was a good discussion. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it, it would be interesting to kind of continue this at some other point as well because I feel like there's a lot of things we haven't discussed yet as well. Yeah, we, we barely touched the surface, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so know, much. Um, well, yeah, you brought so many interesting yeah. like points to the yeah, discussion. Yeah, we still have like a well, a few minutes. So if you okay. if you if you have any like rounding up thoughts, um, I'm not sure. I, I feel like I kind of covered them in my in my opening of why I wouldn't consider myself. I I, I know we haven't been able to get through mm-hmm. enough points to for me to particularly demonstrate that. Um, it is difficult though. Um especially over the phone, I, I hope I, at some point, can be physically present for it. I feel it's a lot better to have mm-hmm. uh, a discussion like that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I suppose we may as well leave it there then for now. Yeah. So, I mean, like, just to, because obviously at the start you said that you, you wouldn't call yourself a feminist. Yeah. But would you say that you, like, do sp- because, like, from the things that you said, it seems like you do generally support equality and stuff. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I, I support equality for everybody. I, I don't care who you are. Um, I think everybody should be treated equally, yeah. Okay. Well, nice. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to know what what about feminism, like, is... Yeah, because I, yeah, I feel like we've touched upon some things, but not really, yeah. not really dug deep enough to... Yeah, yeah. There's there's a whole host of points and a whole lot of areas we could get into, but um, it's the kind of thing that needs hours and hours to discuss thoroughly. It's mm-hmm. uh, 
But yeah, um, either way, thank you very much for having me here to discuss some things. Yeah, we look no, forward to so having you. Coming. Like, well, he yeah. didn't actually like. Yeah. He's not physically here. Yeah. But. <laughs> I really hope you can come in the future because I think it would be really interesting. Yeah, or at least to like continue the discussion because yeah, yeah I like now I'm just you know personally intrigued and <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. Yeah, and I think our uh, like our audience is really interested in that as well. So <laughs> yeah, so we're just gonna kind of leave everyone hanging, and uh, we'll hopefully find out why Josh isn't a feminist <laughs> in uh, one of the next episodes. <laughs> So yeah, if any other like people in the audience are not feminists and they want to talk about it, just like drop us a line and we'll yeah. be more than happy to discuss it all together. Yeah. But we are prioritizing Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so um, thank you for listening, and as always, follow us on Instagram at grl talk talk podcast <laughs> so many times yeah so many times um yeah we post a lot of cool stuff and uh you can find uh, us on spotify as well girl talk through our instagram yeah, yeah. Just, just do it okay see you in two weeks then yep bye, bye. Okay. okay thank you so much josh <laughs>